Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. It's hard to to tell somebody or explain it to somebody who hasn't gone through it. I like to tell people it's like waking up one day and you can write your name. It's easy. You don't even have to think about it. You just write your name. But if you woke up the next day and you couldn't even hold the pen, you're not even close to writing at that point. You can't hold the pen. You physically cannot do it. For some reason, you go to grab it and it just falls out of your hand. It's the most confusing, confusing thing that you can possibly think about because it's something you've done your entire life. You've trained You spent countless number of hours, and then all of a sudden, you can't do the most simple task. That's Tyler Matzik talking about one of the strangest experiences in sports, the yips. Now, you might remember Tyler from the 2021 World Series, where he played a critical role in helping the Atlanta Braves secure a World Series title. A strikeout ends the seventh. Got looking, and he struck out the side. Dominant. From electrician to legend. Tyler is a World Series champion. He's known by his teammates for being a bulldog on the mound. He's known for his electric fastball. He's known for being the kind of player who can get his team out of tight situations. But not long ago, he was about to walk away from it all. Not because he didn't love baseball anymore, but because he lost his ability to throw. I remember like the first round of catch where I truly looked at myself and said, I have the yips. It was 2015 spring training. My throwing partner was Chad Bettis. Uh, I was a starter with the Rockies. 
I was just trying to like be real easy and throw the ball to him. And I was all over the place and I'm sitting there going like, Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I don't know what's going on. I feel like there's a disconnect between my brain and my arm and my hand. You know, honestly, like in the beginning, it was more just like, what the heck's going on? Like, do I have a pinched nerve somewhere? Do I have a brain tumor? Uh, what is, what is going on? There's something that is not in my control that is happening. And then it slowly turned, just slowly turned for the worst from that point on. Slowly ate away at me until I uh, was out of baseball. So I want you to imagine doing something. Writing, walking, typing, something you've done your entire life over and over again. Now imagine not being able to do that thing. You have no idea why, you have no idea how long it's gonna last for, and you have no idea how to get that ability back. That is the yips. I'm Justin Sua, and this is Losing Control. My name is Justin Sua, and I've been around for a little bit. Today, I'm the head of mental performance for the Tampa Bay Rays, and for the past decade, I've had the tremendous opportunity to work with some of the best athletes in the world. I've been part of the 2020 World Series, have stood on the sidelines at the NFL, have been part of the NFL draft, have seen WWE wrestlers backstage, I've seen athletes win championships, and I've seen athletes experience the agony of defeat. The reason I care so much about the yips is because I have seen it firsthand. I have seen how the yips has caused a professional athlete to not just question their path, but to question their identity. I've seen how it has affected them on and off the field. Sometimes you'll watch Olympians or elite athletes and think, I'm nothing like them. I can never be like that. While that may be true in some cases, you might not be as fast, you might not be as strong, but one thing you're going to hear, as each one of these athletes navigated through their yips, you're probably going to notice that they're very similar to you, having to navigate, not feeling confident having to learn how to focus on what they can control, having to identify what their purpose is and re-identify what their purpose is. As you listen to their stories, it's gonna feel relatable. The yips are a broad topic and it is a multifaceted issue. As a result, we're gonna give you multiple perspectives. You are going to hear from elite athletes, but you're also going to hear from coaches, sports psychologists, neuroscientists, writers, and you're even going to hear from a concert pianist. Losing Control is a podcast about losing control of an ability, of your life, and maybe even of who you are, because that's what the yips do to the people who face it. Over the next 10 episodes, you'll hear a series of perspectives that not only shed a light on one of the greatest mysteries in sports, but on how we live our lives. And whether you're an athlete or not, all of our guests will leave you with something that you can incorporate into your life. Because it's not just about losing control, it's about getting it back. So let's get started. My name is Stephanie Epstein, and I am a senior writer at Sports Illustrated. For those who do not know, can you tell us what the yips are? The yips are the sudden, inexplicable inability to do something easy. So... For a golfer, that might be lose the ability to putt. For a pitcher, that might be the ability to find the strike zone. I personally, as a writer, have sometimes felt like suddenly I can't 
form sentences. I think anything where you should be able to do it and all of a sudden, for reasons you don't understand, you can't. I'm curious. I think you, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, you've been writing about the yips since at least 2017. How did you even get into writing about and researching the yips and its effect on professional athletes? Uh, It was John Lester, actually. So you're right on the timing because it was the 2016 World Series. John Lester is a pitcher who had a very successful major league career. He made his debut with the Boston Red Sox in 2006. Then he went to the A's, the Cubs, the Washington Nationals, and he retired recently with the St. Louis Cardinals. He's a five-time All-Star, a three-time World Series champion, and he threw a no-hitter back in 2008 when he was a member of the Boston Red Sox. However, there was one problem. Lester struggled to throw the ball to first base. This sort of blew up initially in 2014 during the uh, AL wildcard game. It was sort of a thing that people knew in baseball a little bit, maybe, that John Lester couldn't throw to first base. But during the 2014 wildcard game, the Royals ran constantly on him. Stolen base here in the eighth. Well, the Royals were saying before the game, John Lester does not throw over. And then what what was so astonishing to me is he just kept pitching and he just kept being good. I remember during the 2016 World Series watching him, that was the first World Series I had really covered. And I remember thinking, like, I just couldn't understand how this was happening. Everything I had understood to that point about the yips was that you either had to recover or retire. And he seemed to be doing neither. And so that off season, I tried to read everything I could about it. I just couldn't understand how I could do it. And I realized that I hadn't really read anything that looked at that particularly. And I wondered, actually, if anybody had ever asked John Lester if indeed he had the yips and what it felt like. And so I thought, maybe I should try to write that. Stephanie's piece, which appeared in Sports Illustrated in May of 2017, was called John Lester Didn't Just Beat the Yips. He Improved Once the Secret Was Out. I think sometimes people look at the yips and they think it's weakness, but I came away from writing about John Lester thinking this was actually one of the strongest mental feats I had ever seen, that he was navigating this potentially embarrassing, frightening, frustrating, really problematic situation and having some of the best years of his career after everybody knew this this terrible thing. Getting the yips has nothing to do with how mentally tough you are, and even the most talented athletes are susceptible. I'd love to talk about Simone Biles. Now, many of our listeners, they may remember that she suddenly exited the 2021 Tokyo Olympics. What happened? People kept talking about um, she had pulled out because of her mental health. And she pulled out. It almost, I think people made it sound like, like Simone got sad or Simone got scared. And so she decided to like do self-care, um, which is not really all that was happening. Hey, Simone. Um can, can you talk about the technical part of that vault you tried? Um, yeah. What happened and what, what were you attempting and, and what happened? So I was trying a two and a half and I ended up doing a one and a half, just got a little bit lost in the air. What happened it was, this is essentially the gymnastics form of the yips. She lost the ability to figure out where she was in space. And that is really scary for a pitcher. It's scary for a quarterback. It's scary for a golfer. And it is potentially fatal for a gymnast. If you don't know where you are in space, you could break your neck. That is not, you know, if if John Lester can't get the ball to first base, he is not going to die. He may feel like he's going to die, but he's not going to die. Simone Biles could actually have died. And so she 
pulled out because she had to figure out how to get through this particular phenomenon called the twisties, which is a thing that happens to many gymnasts. I mean, gymnasts immediately when they heard her, some of them didn't even need to hear her. They just saw the look in her eyes and they knew exactly what that was, that feeling that you are lost in space, that the whole thing that has gotten you as far as you have gotten is your spatial awareness and suddenly it is totally gone. Stephanie actually spoke with Simone Biles in August of 2021 for an SI cover story. It was called How Simone Biles Came Back to Win the Bronze of Her Life. Now, gymnastics and baseball aren't the only sports where you find the yips. I think the yips are way more prevalent than we realize. Um, that's one thing that I have learned once I, once I sort of ad- adopted this as my favorite topic. A lot of people just can kind of get away with it. So I think probably the answer is they are everywhere, but they are most commonly seen. Golf is the big one. Just your putts are suddenly yanked in the wrong direction. You love the chipping yips. That We see that fairly frequently, certainly in baseball. You see it with a pitcher. You see it with an infielder who can't get the ball to first. Sometimes the catcher can't get the ball to second. Sometimes the catcher can't get the ball back to the pitcher. Those are big ones. You see it less in outfielders, but I imagine it's there as well. And then... You've seen it. We've seen it with quarterbacks sometimes. Sometimes uh, kickers. You certainly see it with free throws uh, in basketball. I think there are a lot of places that some elements of the yips show up. That is fascinating. Now, with that being said, we might have some people who are listening to this and they're skeptical. They're thinking, "What do you mean you can't throw the ball to first base? What do you mean you can't swing a golf club? What do you mean you can't throw a dart or you can't write a sentence?" What do you say to the person who questions if it's really real or not? Yeah, I get that. I think that's sort of a natural reaction because it does defy reason, and I think that was the reaction for a long time. I mean, I think it's only recently that these guys are not maybe not laughed at, but I think the reaction from teammates and peers is very different now than it was 20 years ago, where it was seen as a as sort of a moral failing. Now, I think people understand that you can't help it. And I guess the two things I would say are, one, under what circumstances would somebody want this? You know, like this idea that they can't possibly be choosing to not be able to do this thing. That would be insane. And then the other thing, if that doesn't make you believe it, is you're pretty good at breathing, right? That's something that you do a lot of. Think about breathing. And then all of a sudden, it's a lot harder to remember how to breathe. It doesn't feel natural anymore. You can't remember what your body usually does. That's also true of walking, of anything like that. As soon as you start thinking too much about it, you lose whatever the muscle memory is. And I think that is part of what happens in the yips, that once once whatever this thing is, once it happens, you can't figure out how to get out of it because thinking is problematic. You want not to think. And so once you start thinking about it, you lose the ability to do it. We'll be back after this. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought 
in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. I'm Justin Sua, and you're listening to Losing Control. Before the break, you heard about the yips, what it's like, the sports where it comes up, and for the skeptics out there, one perspective on just how real this is for those who experience it. It's about who you are, and the stakes couldn't be higher. Now, if you've heard of the yips, or you follow baseball, chances are you know the story of our next guest. Hi, this is Rick Ankiel, former Major League Baseball player. I was a pitcher for eight years, and then I was an outfielder for eight years. Rick Ankiel was able to get back in the baseball after the yips knocked him out of it. I want people to know what I went through. Because, yeah, that was me. And I was lost. It was a lonely, dark place. Um, you know, I've, I've said this before, but going through the throwing issues and where I was, how lost I was, uh, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Now, when he says throwing issues, he's referring to the yips. That's just how dark it was. I mean, you're, you know, suicidal thoughts. And um, I felt like I was in a mental prison for five years and there's no worse place to be. And you're as alone as you can be. I mean, that's just what it is. You may have help throughout the day, um, but you know, when you go home at night, you're by yourself. And when you wake up in the middle of the night with nightmares and you're drenched in sweat and your heart's racing a thousand miles an hour, you're by yourself. That's the loneliest place you can be. So I want people to understand that because yeah, that was me. That's what I went through, but this is where I am now. 
Today, Rick is living the good life in beautiful Florida, just like me. So let's rewind a little bit. Before he got the yips, Rick Ankio was living the dream. He was a young baseball prodigy with electric stuff, and he signed a pro contract straight out of high school. At the time, I was living in the, the greatest dream ever. My goal was not to be a major leaguer, but to be the best left-handed pitcher that's ever stepped onto the mount. And that's exactly what was was happening. I was following the yellow brick road, working harder, everything. Like, you know, it doesn't always go that way, right? You can't just outwork the game. But it felt like I would just keep working harder and harder, and I just kept getting better and better. There's a phrase in professional baseball that goes, if you want to make it to the next level, dominate the level you're at. And that's exactly what Rick did. It just felt like the harder I worked, the better I was getting. It just kept paying off. And every, every level I went to, A ball, high A, dominated. Went to double A, dominated. Went to triple A, dominating. Got to the big leagues, um, dominating again. So it just felt like you know everything I had ever dreamed of was coming true right in front of me. He debuted for the St. Louis Cardinals when he was just 20 years old. The next year, he pitched his first full season. The Cardinals won their division that year, and it gave Rick a big chance. I'm thinking I have a chance to be one of the best pitchers who's ever stepped onto a baseball field. It's not like I felt this coming or you could see signs of it. I was in the pitching the first game of the playoffs. I was 21 years old. I uh, got a chance to pitch against the Atlanta Braves, which was my team, my heroes, and I'm starting against Greg Maddox, and really it felt like this is going to be my coming out party. I'm going to get a chance to show the world who and what I can be and what I am right now. I asked Rick if he felt the pressure. Not at all. I didn't feel pressure. I felt like this is where I'm supposed to be. This is destiny, and I'm going to go out here and throw a no-hitter and take Greg Maddox deep. I'm going to show everybody who I am. So, it wasn't like I felt all this crazy pressure. I felt like I was exactly where I was supposed to be at the right time at the exact moment, and God placed me there for a reason. That's what I felt like. I felt like I was invincible, and we're going to go on and win the World Series. I'm going to win this game. We're going to beat the Braves. We're going to go on and beat the Mets, and then we're on to the World Series, and we're going to win it, and it's and I'm going to do everything in my power um, to be the best pitcher there was. And even coming down the stretch, so I was – Feeling the flow. I was in the zone. I was in that flow state of feeling like everything is perfect. This is the best I've pitched the entire year. Um, so everything for me in that moment felt like it was exactly what it was supposed to be. Rick started game one of the 2000 National League Division Series. And at first, things were going pretty well. Until suddenly, they weren't. I threw one pitch. It wasn't even a bad pitch. I threw a, I threw a cutter in. And it cut a little bit more than normal, but it really wasn't, it wasn't a terrible pitch whatsoever. But, you know, in, in my mind, all of a sudden I was like, man, I just threw a wild pitch on national TV. And all of a sudden pitches just started to spiral out of control. Another wild pitch over the head of Hernandez and back to the backstop. Well, all of a sudden things have kind of come unraveled here for Rick and Peel. One bad pitch leads to another and another and another. All the keys I had from a mechanical standpoint, whether it was keep my weight back, keep my shoulder closed, thing that I had just learned over time that always got me back on track to throw strikes, just weren't working. And I honestly, at that time, at that age at 21, I didn't even know what the word anxiety meant. I had no clue. And I thought, you know what? I remember saying to the media after the game that, you know what, it's a mechanical issue. This will never happen again. 
blah, blah, blah. Well, little did I know what was actually really happening. And to be quite frank, I was, I was never the same. Rick was pulled from the game. And afterward, then Cardinals manager Tony La Russa tried to convince Rick to come off the roster the rest of the postseason. At the time, I was in denial. I didn't understand what was happening. And Tony LaRusa called me into the office and he goes, hey, I think that's, you know, after the first game that I started throwing balls all over, hey, I think that's good. Let's just shut the season down. Um, you know, let's just let's just hit pause and and you'll just, you know, you'll be here with us. But, you know, let's not pitch you. Up to this point, Rick was on top of the world. His stuff was electric. He was dominant. And some even thought he was on pace to being one of the best pitchers ever. And he was only 21 years old. The Cardinals beat the Braves and would go on to face the Mets in the National League Championship Series, the set of games that determines which team goes on to the World Series. I threw a bullpen in between that start and when we were going to play the Mets, and my bullpen was lights out. I was perfect. A bullpen is a practice pitching session, but as we know in sports, a perfect practice doesn't guarantee you're going to be perfect in the game. Rick was ready to pitch, but Tony LaRussa, the manager, wasn't so sure. So I argued with him. I'm like, absolutely not. This is my start. I'm taking it. It's my ball. I want it. I'm good to go. Give me the ball. Um, And then I went out there to start against the Mets and, you know, the anxiety and the pressure. Now there's something that I've, that I've definitely, uh, I've never felt that's, it was just a different feeling, Um, you know, but I was still as as hopeful as you could be and thought that I'm going to beat the, if anything, I can beat it with mechanics. I understand my mechanics so well that, you know, let's say if you were to build a count like you were dancing, right foot back, one, two, three, four, that I could be able to just use my mechanics to get the ball to go where I wanted. Around these parts, the fans and the Cardinals themselves wondering what in the world they're going to get out of their young 21-year-old left-hander Rick Ankeel, who starts tonight. I remember this game vividly. I remember where I was sitting. I remember who I was with. I was a pitcher in college and was watching it with my teammates. And at the time... I really didn't grasp what was going on. But as I was watching Rick struggle to throw strikes, in a way it was kind of reassuring for me as a young college pitcher because I thought to myself, even the best in the world can have a bad game from time to time. And it wasn't until I heard Rick Ankiel's voice more than 22 years later that I really began to understand what happened. I threw a wild pitch. The pressure came. I could feel my body locking up. I still didn't understand really what anxiety was, but I was starting to see, okay, something's, something's not right. This isn't mechanics. Come on. This is, he's lost all his mechanics, and he can't get the ball to the point where the catcher can even catch it. The Cardinals ended up losing, but the media frenzy had just begun. So that first spring training, even trying to play catch, you know, like when I would show up at the park and I'd go to play catch, this is the beginning of spring training. We're not even playing games yet. There's 50 cameras there um, just waiting for me to throw one away. I mean, those are going to be the headlines today. The media loves a mystery. And we, as consumers of media, don't always think about the impact of that story on the person who's actually living it. It would be a lot easier to say, oh, I blew out my shoulder and I had a physical injury because everybody could see it. But it's like it's having an injury to your brain that nobody can see. And all of a sudden it feels like there's a puppet master above you controlling you and won't allow you to do what you've always done. I remember, you know, when I'm out there trying to throw a strike, 
I'm holding the ball, I'm looking at it, but I can't feel my hand. And when I would go to release the ball or try to throw the ball right through that release point, uh, it was almost as if I would black out and have a miniature Caesar. And then all of a sudden you're looking at the catcher hoping that he caught it or where did the ball go? Um, so it's a terrifying, lonely place to be. That, that's how I would describe the yips. For years, Rick Ankiel was known as being an elite pitcher. Pitching and pitching well wasn't just something he did, it embodied who he was. Well, you know, I've gotten real good at, and I think a lot of athletes are the same, at hiding my emotions, right? Whether I'm not feeling good or not, I'm not going to let you know that. I'm out there standing out there like I'm the baddest guy on the field. And all of a sudden it became that that wall got exploded. There's no wall I could put up to fake it. And people could see into, it felt like people were, could see into my soul. It was just like, you know, like I had no clothes on and I'm standing out there naked and everybody's laughing at you. My world was shattered. Um, my confidence uh, had none, um, felt vulnerable, lost. I mean, lost is the biggest word. And I can remember, you know, again, this is 2001. So this is the first spring training after I went through the throwing stuff in the playoffs. I mean, I'm waking up and it's to the point where I get out of bed roll out of bed, and I think to myself, hmm, did I always get out of bed on this side? And then I go to brush my teeth. Did I always brush my teeth like this? Or did I do it like that? And maybe that'll make me be a better pitcher. And even at the time when I was doing it, I'm saying to myself, this is ridiculous and this is crazy, but that's what's going through your mind. It became so obsessive to try to figure out how to throw strikes again that it was like my whole world was was turned upside down and you know you're starting to second guess yourself in everything you do everything i did it was like well wait did i used to do it like this or did, should i you know it was, it's it's um you know I, it's hard to even put into words but that's just how lost i was people say it's just a game but sometimes it's more than that it wasn't even a game anymore it was survival it was how do i survive the 21 hours around the day to get back to the park. And then when I get there, how do I survive that those times? There wasn't, you know, I would say the, the use the word game. It wasn't a game. I felt like I was trying to survive life, um, even though it is a game. Um, but that's how deep and dark that, that stuff can go. I was never the same as far as being that invincible pitcher out there on the mound where nothing bothered me and I felt like I could strike anyone out, I could beat anybody, um, that, that leaked out and was gone forever. All of this led to a very difficult decision for Rick. He's still with the St. Louis Cardinals and Tony La Russa is still the manager. As soon as I walked out of Tony La Russa's office saying, you know, this is it, I can't do it, I don't want to do this anymore, I felt like this giant weight was taken off me. I could finally take a deep breath in that moment, I had no idea what I was going to do, but also in that moment, I knew right then and there I made the right decision. And, and by giving up the only thing I ever wanted, I got myself back, which is what I always wanted. By giving up the only thing he ever wanted, Rick got himself back. For me, to find the courage to retire or quit or whatever you want to say, was that, that was the hardest thing I've ever done. Baseball was... I, I didn't know how to let go. So the courage to go in there and actually do that was probably one of the biggest moments in my life just because I, I got the courage to do it. Imagine loving something so much 
and getting so far where you can taste it, where you're experiencing it. And then all of a sudden, for reasons outside of your control, you have to walk away. There's a lot more to Rick Ankiel's story. So much more than we can go into today. But I want to make sure you heard something. When we're talking about the yips, we're not just talking about some mysterious ailment. We're talking about a life-changing experience that cuts to the core of who a person is. How do you face something like that? You know, for me, one of the, you know, the thing that I'm the most proud of is that I just, I kept showing up every day. I never gave up. And there are days when I didn't have hope, but for the most part, I had hope. And if I, you know, if you lose hope, I think you lose everything, right? You have to have the hope that you can overcome this or you can make the world a better place and, you know, you can do your part. Um, Because if you lose that, I, I think that, you know, you're lost and it just makes things a lot harder. Does he ever think about what could have happened if he never got the yips? Every now and again, I mean, I guess I would say I would wonder what the pitcher in me would have become. I had really, really good stuff. I was blessed from God with a, an unbelievable arm. Um, so sure, do I want to see what those numbers and what that would have looked like? Of course. But on the other side of that, when I look back at all those times and, and the, the good times, the bad times, the dark times, what I remind myself is this, is that hindsight is undefeated. And I don't look back and beat myself up about it. Oh, I should have done this or I could have done that. And maybe this would have been different because what I, what I understand and embrace is that at, at every time I ever had to make a, a big decision in my life or any decision, what I did was, is I took, looked around, I took, gathered the best information I could at the time and I made the best decision I could at the time. So instead of looking back and going, oh man, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda, I don't because I know I made the best decision at that point in time that I thought would help me. And then I just keep moving forward. So I try to stay in the present today and, and worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Like I said, there is a lot more to Rick Ankiel's story. Rick worked his way back to the big leagues and played eight years as an outfielder. Now, you may not know baseball, but that does not happen very often, especially for a guy whose yips destroyed his pitching. How did he do it? Hard work, dedication, and believing that I could do it. I, I think it, you know, you, you want to get to a place where you believe it can happen. Um, and that just allows your body, you know, to be in the best position it can be to make it happen. I, if you don't believe, um, you're going to have a hard time with it, right? Because then doubt creeps in and you know, the woe is me starts to happen. Oh, I'm never going to be good enough. Oh, this isn't going to happen. Everybody's better than me. Well, if you start talking or coaching yourself that way, your body's going to start to believe it because it doesn't know the difference of if you're being serious or not. It just, it just starts hearing that language and you start eroding your own confidence and your own trust in yourself. And so for me, that I think that's it. The hard work that I put in, was I talented? Sure, of course. But it was the hard work and the belief that I could make it back. And he did. We'll be back after this. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. You're listening to Losing Control from Sports Illustrated Studios. I'm Justin Sua. You've heard about the yips, and you've heard from Rick Ankiel, who had what is arguably the most famous case of the yips in the last 20 years. Now, I want to go back to Tyler Matzik, who's dealing with this today, and who just pitched what may have been the highest pressure inning of his life so far. Here's a little reminder. First round draft pick in 2009, World Series champion, and he did so with the yips. So, Tyler, when you were growing up as a kid, Southern California, did you always dream about being a baseball player? Was this always plan A? I mean, I think growing up, as like you said, in Southern California, baseball is kind of just in everybody's blood here. You know, all the kids love playing baseball. We play year round. And uh, yeah, it was always a dream to be able to do that for a living. Um, it didn't become a, you know, a truly attainable goal until high school. But I mean, every kid growing up thinks about playing in the World Series or, or you know, being an all-star or just, you know, being good at baseball. So yeah, it was definitely the goal or something I was always striving to as a child. And when I got to high school, I was able to actually 
kind of see the end of the rainbow like oh actually i could possibly do this for a job it's not just a dream it's you know now it's a goal got it pretty beautiful pitch. pitch yeah five strikeouts for matzik in 2014 tyler matzik made his major league debut against the atlanta braves his first game as a major league pitcher was incredible he went seven innings only gave up five hits, two earned runs, and seven strikeouts. But here is the best stat of them all. He didn't walk a single batter. The following season, things took a turn for the worse. I realized I had an issue with the yips. The true, I remember like the first round of catch where I truly looked at myself and said, I have the yips. It was 2015 spring training. My throwing partner was Chad Bettis. Uh, I was a starter with the Rockies. And... I was just trying to like be real easy and throw the ball to him. And I was all over the place and I'm sitting there going like, Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I don't know what's going on. I feel like there's a disconnect between my brain and my arm and my hand. It it got to a point where I was like, I just wanted to figure out like what the heck was going on. Initially, Tyler thought it was a physical issue. And for a little while I thought I had a brain tumor. I thought I had TOS, which is, we call thoracic outlet syndrome, which is basically a pinched nerve between your neck and your collarbone. I thought maybe that was it. So I was looking at medical doctors all the time. They told me, no, there's nothing there. When you first started to struggle with it, what were some of the things that you tried to help? Even if it was, all, you look back, you're like, that was crazy, but you were willing to try it. Oh man, I tried anything and everything. I tried uh, and it's worked for some people that's, I think a lot of the stuff just didn't work for me, but I've heard some people having success with this stuff. So obviously I was willing to try it, but, uh, there's this thing called tapping where you start like tapping on different parts of your body. And I don't even know what the idea is, but I think it's to like reconnect your body with your mind so that you can feel where you're being touched and like your body. I don't know. It's a tapping program. I tried it. I was sitting here going like, dude, this ain't it. Like I'm just touching my body, like my shoulder, my chest, my arm, like trying to figure out, like, I just, it didn't make sense to me. Heavy meditation where you spend an hour or so meditating a day that definitely helped to relax me, get rid of some of the anxiety, but it didn't solve the yips so much for me. I mean, not that the meditation wasn't good for me. It, it definitely helped me calm down and relax the negative thoughts inside my head and all that stuff. So that was good. I did that. I tried floating in salt baths, kind of like another form of meditation to kind of just completely take everything away from my brain, all the stimulation and just sit in like a floating pool of water. It basically feels like you're floating in space. I've tried laying on crystal mats, trying to recenter my chakra kind of thing. That didn't work. I tried a neurotherapy where I was trying to realign my wavelengths in my brain, where I put these, this, basically this gelled skull mask, skull cap kind of thing on. And then I play a game with my brain waves while I'm watching the screen, trying to like make the, make certain tasks happen, man. You think about it. If you ever heard of something that tried to fix the yips, I've probably tried it. You're sharing some things that I have seen some of uh, people do this. And to your point, you're right. Some people do these and it works for them. And I, I really appreciate the fact that you said that you're not knocking anything. You're saying you were willing to try everything. Did it ever cross your mind that you just needed to give up? I kind of just, 
I got almost like depressed, like, okay, well, this all worked for all these guys and how was it not working for me? So yeah, the thought of quitting or not, you know, I guess I just never going to, it's never going to work for me. I'm going to be done, obviously crossed into my mind. Did it affect you off the field as well? It affected my mental health off the field. Absolutely. I would bring home that negativity that I was feeling all day at the field. And then I would just never have a break. I would sit there researching it for hours. I would sit there thinking about what I did in the past, sit there thinking about why is this doing this? And it's just, it's on your mind 24 seven and you can't get away from it. And it's, it's exhausting is really what it is. It's exhausting. Could you articulate a lowest moment, a point where you're like, I don't want to necessarily say despair or rock bottom. Can you remember when you were at your lowest, when it came to navigating through the yips? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's an easy uh, question to answer, honestly. (laughs) I mean, we're emotional creatures and we have memories tied to pain or, or to emotions and pain is one of the stronger emotions. And the pain of 2017, when I got released from the White Sox and didn't play at all during that season, I'm sitting there waiting for a team to call. And when they, nobody called and it was September, the pain of me realizing like, all right, well, I guess I'm done with baseball. Like nobody called me, no team wanted to pick me up. I guess I'm done. And I had been sitting there in my mind for maybe about a week or so before I brought this up to my wife. And I said, uh, I think I'm done with baseball. You know, nobody's called me. I don't think anybody's going to want me. I can't even play catch. Like I'm not a baseball player at this point. Uh, I think I'm gonna go back to school. You know, she kind of breaks down crying and goes, no, I think that you have more to offer the game. I really think you should keep going. You know, let's do it. We can, we can make it kind of thing. And, you know, I sat there and thought like, all right, I'm not enjoying this at all, but if she can go through the pain and suffering that it's going to take to do this. And she kind of gave me the, okay, like, yeah, it's fine. Like, yeah. When she told me, she kind of gave me the, okay, like financially we'll figure it out. I was just like, if she's going to go through that suffering and that pain, why can't I? Yeah. That was definitely the rock bottom moment for me, but it, it sparked getting out of that rock bottom moment by just somebody believing in me and and trusting and, and giving me a little bit of confidence to go, Hey, we're going to be fine. Go ahead. Let's do this. And um, yeah, so I look back on it as like a, a very dark and sad time, but it also, I think, was the time that that springboarded me to the rest of my life. You know where Tyler Matzik is today. He just won a World Series. But how did he get there? Yeah, so you talked about the things that didn't really work for me. You know, the meditation, the tapping, and all this stuff. We never really got into what did work for me. On the next episode of Losing Control, how Tyler Matzik beat the yips and what he learned along the way, featuring the mental performance coach who helped him get there. Next time on Losing Control. A sincere thank you to our guests. Tyler Matzik relief pitcher for the 2021 World Series champion Atlanta Braves, Stephanie Abstein, a senior writer at Sports Illustrated, and the one and only Rick Ankiel. For more on Rick and his incredible story, check out his fantastic book, The Phenomenon, Pressure, The Yips, and The Pitch That Changed My Life. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to rate and subscribe. I'm Justin Sua, your host, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Sua. That's J-U-S-T-I-N-S-U-A. You could also check me out on the Increase Your Impact podcast. 
Losing Control is a podcast from Sports Illustrated Studios and iHeartRadio. Original music by Jerem Sua. Michael McDowell is our producer. Editing and mixing by Will Stanton. This episode was fact-checked by Zoe Mullick. At SI Studios, Max Miller is supervising producer and Matt Lipson is executive producer. At iHeartRadio, Sean Titone is our executive producer. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast does not provide medical advice, and nothing you hear on this podcast is intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical consultation, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding your health. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Amy Brown from 4 Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.